When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week, we have Fernando Tatis of the Fatty Fat Fat Extension. The Mariners CEO is out, and we're going to talk the best cities in America for baseball right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad. Baseball is back. And Brig is back to I'm my right. I'm back. Yes, sir. All right. He's here, and we're ready to go. We're ready to roll. Like I said, baseball is officially back. We have spring training underway currently. And we also have Fernando Tatis Jr., 22 years old, gets a fatty, fat, fat extension from the San Diego Padres, 14 years $340 million. Ooh. Now, Brig, mm. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw this this deal come across on like Facebook, Twitter, whatever, my first thought was, wow, the Padres got a pretty good deal. What do you well, think about that? You wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> what I want to know is how many opt-out clauses are available in there. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, I meant to look that up, but I totally forgot to. Um, and I'm sure there, I'm sure there's at least one or two couple of over 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm probably, and I bet by the time you get to year 10 or 11, you start to see more team team opt outs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it honestly though, like he's 22 years old and he's a top five player in major league baseball right now. Yeah. And they got him for 14 years for $340 million. I would expect him if he had not signed this deal in the next two or three years. I would have expected him to be getting in the Mike Trout range. Yep, you know, in the four hundred, maybe even five hundred million dollar area, uh, just because of who he is and how talented he is. Well, but he's got to keep it up, and that's the thing that I think justifies a little bit of lower. You know, he's young, he's mm-hmm. relatively inexperienced. I mean, let's be honest. We've been saying his name for a long time now, but let's not forget he's twenty two. You know. Yeah. So there's not yeah, there's not a lot to justify a like the Mike Trout deal or the Bryce Harper deal, right? Where you were like, Okay, we know mm-hmm. exactly what we're getting. Manny Machado was the same way. Everybody knew what they were gonna get. And then he went and proved it in LA and then they still, you know, got a deal in San Diego 'cause he 'cause he got the vetting. But anyway, I agree mm-hmm. with you though. I think this is exactly a steal for the Padres. I think it's a great thing. For Tatis, I think it's an even better thing for baseball. All the way around. Why is that? Just a a superstar stand stand put? Yep. I made the same argument. I was having a conversation with Kyle McDonald, actually, on the VIP group earlier today. And he said um, he really likes this kind of hometown hero thing that we've got going on now. And I totally agree, right? We need to get back to Mm -hmm. franchise players who can be the hometown hero face of the organization thing. Um, and it's, it's, this is these big 
10 plus year deals are the way to do it. And especially if it's justified by the price tag and the performance, right? If they match. So I said the same thing back when the Bryce Harper deal went down was that I hope this continues to trend. And now what I will say is I'll modify that. I still hope it continues to trend. I just hope this is not all only justified because of the collective bargaining agreement and whatever whisperings are happening about uh, salary caps or or whatever might be coming down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 we bang that drum all the time, so I don't want to berate it too much, but it's. I still think it's relevant. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is relevant. Anytime you see a long-term deal like that, uh, I always wonder if teams are planning ahead for the potential for a salary cap. Yeah. You know, with the way they're structuring the, the way they're structuring the contract and things like that. Um I don't know that there's necessarily anything there with this one just because I I just got a sneak peek of it and it actually goes up in value as it as he ages. Whoa. Um, yeah, so it's like in 2021 he's going to make 1 million dollars because he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah. Uh 2022 5 million dollars, 2023 is seven million dollars again all on that rookie contract but then it goes 2024 11 million 2020 25 um 25 and then it's 36 from 2029 all the way through 2034 he's making 36 million dollars wow so it's it's actually a back heavy contract wow which really benefits him a lot yeah that's that's terrific but it also is going to solidify his position there you know as he ages Mm mm-hmm we're mm-hmm. going to start seeing things slow down and that's just the way it goes but this is going to keep him there that's these are roots man that's what this is yeah yeah and he said and he said in like the press conference whatever when they were, when they introduced the deal he said that he wants to be considered a San Diego Padre great you know aside Trevor Hoffman and Tony yeah. Gwynn and here's this brig are you ready yeah full no trade clause no opt outs on either side on either side on either side, oh, no opt-outs. No, are you serious? Yeah. So, oh, if they do decide wow. to move him, he has full control of where he goes. Oh my gosh, that is <laughs> so astonishing. Yeah. Oh, there's that's the trade-off. There's there was the trade-off right there because the yep. Padres got a steal on it. But man, at the back end of this thing, he gets to say whatever he wants. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good for him. Good Good for for him. him. Man, he's gonna be. He's only gonna be thirty six when this is over. And at that point, he could maybe probably get a four year deal somewhere. Maybe maybe. four year deal. Yeah, depending on the the, the condition of his body. Yeah. You know. Okay. So that's something else. Let me let me go back to this hometown heroes thing and kind of branch off of it. I wonder if what we're gonna see is the. Over, and I'm talking 10 years, 20 years, you know, if we're going to see team culture shift uh, and f- like franchise culture shift, like, no, we we signed this big fat deal with outfielders. That's the that's where we place our value or we're doing middle middle infielders or mm-hmm. you know what? We give our starting pitching rotation. This is the money's in New York for starting pitching or whatever. I don't know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I wonder if yeah. we'll see some sort of like some sort of uh, tectonic sort of magnetic pull to those sorts of power bases and where they'll find themselves in 10 or 15 years. That's, that's the kind of cultural stuff that's interesting to me. It it is interesting. And I'm going to kind of make a little, 
a little slow transition here because speaking of you know throwing a bunch of money in an outfield here pretty soon within the next I would say probably three or four years Seattle could potentially have a ton of money and a ton of years tied up in their outfield yeah because you've already got Kyle Lewis you're gonna have Jared Kellenick who's likely gonna make probably I think he should make the opening day roster this year I thought he should have played last year but they didn't ever call him up and then I don't know that he's ready for this year, but probably in 2022, we're going to see Julio Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Those three guys, that could very well in two, three years, maybe four years, be the very best outfield in baseball. And Seattle could have a ton of money tied up just with those three. For like six years. At least. The overlap of those could be six, eight years long. Yeah. 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 And and see, that's what I'm saying. So you, you have to have the pipeline to support that. You have to have... Mm-hmm. the flexibility in other parts of your roster. I mean, it's it's really going to be interesting to see what teams, like, organizationally and culturally value more with these big, fat mm-hmm. contracts. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But speaking of the Mariners, uh, I, I kind of did that on purpose. <laughs> so the Mariners CEO, Kevin Mathers, resigned from his position uh, just today, actually. And I was actually very happy to see this because the guy – Turns out a scumbag. Um, hmm. So he he had a uh, like a Zoom call with the Rotary Club with one of the local Rotary clubs in the in the Seattle area on Saturday morning, and he was just kind of like bagging on the organization, like basically just bagging on players. Uh, he was saying that they've been manipula- manipulating service time for Jared Kellenick and Julio Rodriguez. Like I said, I thought Kellenick should have been up last year, mm-hmm. but they never made the call up. So. Apparently that's why, and you know, he was saying that Kalanick was going to be uh, with the team, th- with the big league team this season, but he wasn't going to make opening day. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how uh, how the Cubs did Chris yeah, Bryant dirty. Chris Bryant. He was planning yeah. on doing that same thing, right? Um, and then he was saying that Julio Rodriguez isn't going to see big league time this year, even though, like I said, I don't know that he's necessarily ready, but he very well could because the dude squares up everything, mm. everything. I think yeah. his first. His first spring training at bat, like in his first uh, spring training with the Mariners, uh, his first at bat he hit like 105 off the bat or something like that. So wow, yeah, he squares he squares up everything. He's if he's not ready, he's darn close. Um, and he was complaining about paying interpreters for guys like Hisashi Iwakuma, who is a Japanese player. Yeah, played for the Mariners for like six years. He was saying, um, I believe his exact words were. Uh, you know, we told him that we're paying $75,000 a year for an interpreter. We don't want to. And suddenly his English got better. It's like, it did because you were looking for it, you know? Sure. Hmm. So he's uh, saying stuff like that, saying Kyle Seeger is overpaid, um, which honestly, the dude is playing better now than he was two, three years ago. So I don't think he's overpaid. And he was saying the TV deal is way bigger than what it should be. And that's not something you voice in public, I feel like. <laughs> because next time it comes to negotiate (laughs) you're toast well you said that it was bigger than it should be so let's talk about a little bit of a pay cut here yeah what a dummy okay so yeah so he's going through saying all that stuff that that was i believe saturday morning the video came out sunday night and then over the last couple days a lot of people because they recorded the out. Zoom meeting. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you do, right? You <laughs> record a Zoom meeting and then you go back and play it for like the season ticket holders and stuff. I don't know why. I just I don't understand people not understanding that everything you say, especially online, can be recorded. No kidding. 
Golly. So he's he's out, and I'm happy, and I'm hoping hoping that some of the toxicity that he has brought to the organization, because back in 2016, there were um, sexual harassment allegations, I believe is what it was, that came oh. out. Somebody said, um, a former employee said it was Jerry DePoto, but the organization investigated him, and they were like, no, it wasn't him. Turns out, it was Mathers. Oh, no. The plot so, thickens. Yeah, so huh. yet another reason for him to uh, to have resigned or been, fi- you know, whatever it was. Resign, I'm sure he's going to be fired. But here's your box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh? Security will see you to the door. <laughs> yeah. All right. Come back for your check. <laughs> <laughs> I'd mail it to him at that yeah, point. Yeah, mail it to him. <laughs> Sexually harass your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But <laughs> oh god! But oh, man, it's just like stuff like that is just unreal to me, and I can't believe it. I'm like I said, I'm glad that he's gone. I'm hoping that it brings some, gets rid of like like I said, gets rid of some of the toxic toxicity within the organization, and they can have more positive influence in the clubhouse and the organization going forward. Because I I'm serious when I say I think this team can win a World Series in the next few years, for sure. I really I really am serious when I say that, and. uh and yeah, get the get guys like that out of there. And yeah. Julio Rodriguez said he he actually tweeted something. I said uh, I use it as motivation. Like okay, <laughs> go right ahead. Well, okay, but that makes anyway as much sense as anything. That's that's what I think. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but sorry, I rambled on a long long enough about my Mariners there. You know what though? We loved it, Brad. <laughs> I'm glad we you just did. Did. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you did. Let's go on and talk about your Yankees break. Let's do a little oh, bit of a uh, spring training update. Um, it appears that there is a little bit of bad blood in the Yankees clubhouse down there in, yeah. in sunny Florida. Um, why don't you tell us what's going on there, Brig? Well, so apparently, let me just make sure I get my facts correct, but there are some pitching staff issues. Um, Domingo Herman for those of you that don't know, was uh, finished up his suspension for domestic violence. And he is now being uh, chirped at. I don't know the right way to say it. There's talk from Zach Britton, another pitcher for the Yankees, saying, you know, with, with these like underhanded comments and some kind of some backhanded, you know, like implications about wanting to or not wanting to play with a guy who's off the his who's off field behavior, I guess I'm trying to be really careful here is uh yeah is yeah. unacceptable to Zach Britton, right? And he says it doesn't represent mm-hmm. the game and the fans and the organization and you know by extension him. And so and and again, I'm heavily heavily paraphrasing here and I'm kind of indulging um some of these comments so go look it up for accuracy's sake but the point is <laughs> there's all there there's some this kind of crazy sort of toxicity going on in the pitching staff which is not good at all and uh what what's interesting in the fan chatter is to hear that um Zach Britton must have forgotten that Aroldis Chapman also had a domestic violence problem and I don't think Zach Britton has said anything to him about that or about him i don't know 
it's he might be more afraid of Araldus Chapman yeah, than he yeah. is of <laughs> Domingo Herman. Well, who is not? <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> I mean, he's got a little bit of a screw loose. I mean, everything else aside, like you can kind of tell, right? Yeah, yeah, you can tell, and and he's huge, and he's all the things. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting, but it's not. That's not the only thing going on in in the Tampa area right now, because uh, Reggie Jackson is no longer serving as a special advisor to the Yankees. Mm. He's out, so um, I don't really know why. He just he's blaming on his retirement, and he feels like it's just his time. I don't know if that's exactly what's happening, but. There, there's rufflings. There, there are waves down in the Yankees camp right now. Hmm. Yeah, I wondered about that. If if maybe it was uh, they just didn't want him around, or if it was like this is way more work than I want to be doing during retirement. Well, and you maybe know? the maybe the organization thought this is way more work than we thought we were going to get out of it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It could be mutual, right? Like, this is too much yeah. work, and yeah, you're kind of a pain in the butt, so, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like call it? Edgar yeah. Martinez. <laughs> Edgar Martinez was the hitting coach for the Mariners for a couple of years, and then finally he just got to the point where he's like, you know what? My kids are at a good age for me to be home. I don't want to be doing this this much. You know, I'll come yeah. in and help out, but I don't want to be doing this full time. So he yeah. so he stepped down. Well, Reggie Jackson, yeah. he he's old, man, so... He is. This is a he good time. Old. I mean, it could be anything. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's know. a anyway. liability. Maybe he'd trip on a stairs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is he that old? <laughs> They're like, man. Now he's on workman's comp, and he's hanging out with with uh, what's his name that we never saw again. What was Jacoby Ellsbury? That's the guy. The, I, yeah. So maybe Reggie Jackson fell strategically. So that he would get shipped off to wherever Ellsbury is, and he's actually trying to infiltrate whatever that realm. It's a realm. It's not actually a location. He's in a different dimension. We can, nobody's ever heard from him again. So Reggie Jackson's going in. They're going to tie a string around his wrist so that we can find it. That's got to be good. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Sorry. Sounds about right. <laughs> well, anyways, speaking and of spring training. Note. <laughs> spring training tickets are on sale. Um, they're selling out, too. Yeah. Uh, remember that stadiums are at limited capacity, some 15, some 20, some 25%, depending yep. on the team, depending on the facility. Um, but they're selling out. If you haven't gotten them already, get them. ASAP. Yep. I saw that. I saw that headline. I was like, "Oh shoot!" Because I've been waiting until Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, when I I was like, "Oh, I thought that's when the Mariners tickets were going on sale." So I double checked. Sure enough, some teams have not gone on sale yet. However, if your team has gone on sale, there is a good chance that they're gone. So we yeah we got ours already. So nice down in very nice down in Florida. Yep. So I'll be there the twenty eighth of March. If anybody wants to be. At the Yankees game on the 28th of March. I'd love to meet up with you. Going to, so, you're going to be in Tampa? Or are they playing somewhere else? Uh, no, I think they are in Tampa. I think it's George Steinbrenner Field. I don't I don't know. I have to go double check. I didn't buy him. My friend bought him. He lives there, so mm-hmm. he had a locals thing. Um, nice. Yeah. I was like, D- I can't figure this out. Can you do this? And he was like, yeah, man. 
<laughs> so it worked out. But I'll, next time, but you know, leading up to it, I'll let you know where we'll be, and you can jump in the mailbag and let us know, or join the VIP group on Facebook, and we can uh, connect that way and find a hook it up. Maybe I'll buy you a hot dog. Be awesome. Nice. You know, there was when I was in high school, I went to I went to Florida for a week, yeah. and uh, we stayed in St. Pete, and. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" We we stayed in the hotel across the street from the Yankees training spring training facility. Cool. And I was like, "Oh, dang!" It was in a spring break. I was like, "I'm gonna go to a baseball game." So I went down and talked to um, talked to the guy at the front desk. He said, "Oh, the last game was two days ago." Ah, oh, oh. like no. <laughs> yeah, that's so, happened to me a just lot of missed times. It. Stuff just, just like that. It. Yeah, 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 but. I'm glad you get to go. I'm excited for you. You're going to have a lot of fun. It'll be a good Thanks, experience. Man. Me too. Let's All right, one last thing here before we before we take a break. One last thing. Yeah, okay. The Colorado Rockies, Ian Desmond, has opted out of the season again. Now, there are guys who are opting out. There were guys who opted out last year. Yeah. But I thought his was really interesting uh, because he said it's to spend time with his family. Um, now, Brig, I don't know if this is something that you've noticed, but typically when guys say they want to, and this is not just in baseball, but other industries as well, yeah. um, when they say they want to spend time with their family, it's, I don't want to spend time with work. Um, like, like Dan Patrick specifically said when he left ESPN, he said it was so that he could be closer to home and, and spend more time with his family. He said, I just didn't want to be at ESPN anymore. Yep. And I'm wondering if Ian Desmond just does not want to be with the Rockies anymore, but he's under contract, so he has to like Find be with way. the organization for so long. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the other thing that comes to mind is when people say that it's like they don't want to admit that they need to spend time with their family because something's something's wrong. You know, there's yeah, there's mending happening. And I think if that's the case, like Bravo, man. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. work comes second. You know. Yeah, and last year he said it was it had a lot to do with the with the um, social unrest that was going on. You know, teaches kids about um, Black Lives Matter and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's still necessarily the case, or if he, like I said, if he just doesn't want to be with the Colorado Rockies. It it you know, could be a million things, but you're right. Yeah. Like historically, you know, these are signs of either something's wrong at home or something's wrong at work. You know. Yep, it's true. It's true. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. But before we do, don't forget about our Raise Energy giveaway. I'm drinking Voodoo tonight. I've got an on-the-go pack, drinking it out of a water bottle. It is delicious. Uh, all you got to do to enter our giveaway is hop in the mailbag, send us a question, comment, concern, whatever you want to tell us in the mailbag. Send it our way, and you'll be entered to win the Raise Sampler Sampler Pack. Sampler is that what I said? Uh, you, the Raise Sampler Pack is. <laughs> <laughs> four cans of Ray's Energy, um, four packs of pre-workout samples, four packs of on-the-go, and I want to say two or four uh, sleep aid packs. Uh, it's all good stuff. If you want to enter to win, go ahead and send us something in the mailbag on BaseballTogether.com or follow the link in the doobly-doo. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back, baseball family. This last week, we had kind of an interesting conversation in the VIP group we wanted to bring you in on. I wanted to know, Brad and I talked about this, Mm -hmm. and we wanted to know what is the first thing everyone is going to do when they finally go back to the ballpark. And uh, I have my opinions. Brad has his opinions. They're not that different, as I'm sure you could guess. But uh, (laughs) we did hear a number of really interesting opinions come up from the discussion on on the group. 
And um, I think we should just go ahead and say that universally, everybody's very excited about hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even it's though, terrific. like, that's it's so funny because they're they're not good. Like, I guess they're Often. good, not great, but there's something <laughs> special about a hot dog at the ballpark, right? It's true. It It, it is a magical thing, and I don't even mm-hmm. understand why, but it doesn't matter. It just is, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. But, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, we're, we're all going to get a hot dog. And, I mean, for me, for me, the one thing that I want to make sure that I do is I want to be somewhere where I can hear the pop of the glove on the very first pitch. Oh. And you know whether that's the that's first pitch answer. of the pitcher warming up before the game, you know, throwing his first eight eight warm up tosses, or yeah. if it's the first pitch of the game. I mean, I'm assuming that if I'm somewhere, I can hear it while he's warming up. I'll be able to hear it uh, sure. when the game is actually going. You know, yeah. but that's the sound that I'm waiting for. And the other sound I'm waiting for is the first crack of the bat, especially yeah. a home run, because that it just sounds so good. It's so different. It is different. It really is. And maybe it'll be way more different. Uh, way more differenter? I don't know. How do you say that? Sounded weird coming out. It'll be way different. Uh, could be different with the new modified baseballs. I don't know. We'll see if that yeah. proves true or not. But the, the, it yeah. could affect the sound. It could. Um, yeah, it's not so much of a rock hitting hitting the back of the glove there but i don't know either way um you know those fastballs sometimes sound like shotguns so i'm excited to hear that sound it's gonna hit the glove i think you're gonna hear the same thing but i mean when it comes off the bat i wonder if that'll change ah yeah interesting um i have had a couple of these conversations on on the group but my i'm gonna use it almost as a mindfulness exercise i know that sounds new age and hippie and all that (laughs) but i really am gonna sit there probably in the concourse right looking out on the field and i'm just going to close my eyes and i'm just going to say i'm going to i'm going to try and identify as many different sounds and smells and you know different things that i can and then i'm going to open my eyes and i'm going to look and i'm going to appreciate the color and everything and i i really am going to just force myself to slow down to not take it for granted ever again when it'll happen i'll do it again for sure, but mm-hmm. not in that moment. I'm not going to let myself for that first ball game. I'm not going to let myself take it for granted. I'm just going to stand there and be grateful and happy. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. And that's you know that's one thing that's funny is I talked about how I went and I, and I toured the Peoria Sports Complex back in October, and they were actually re- like top seeding the the field, so the grass yeah. looked all dead and yellow. Yeah, and. Um, I'm working on putting together a video with that and then also like kind of uh, meshing together that with my uh, with my spring training trip last March. And the difference, A, in the sky, because it was a sunny day in October. I mean, it's always a sunny day in Arizona, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a sunny day both days, but the sky is so much more blue in March than it was in October, and the grass was beautifully green Mm. and i have not seen that and i'll be honest with you i drive by this the peoria sports complex and sometimes i just swing through the parking lot just so i can see it Mm. like because i got i got an itch to scratch you know Um, but being (laughs) able to see that green grass again is going to be really really cool yeah i love that 
Was there a comment in the discussion uh, with our friends that that took you by surprise or that was uh, different than you expected? Um, I don't know if there is one that really took me by surprise. Sorry, I got to pull it up again because, like I said, if it didn't really catch me by surprise, then um, I'm probably not going to re- remember it off the top of my head. Sure. Um, so let me scroll down here real quick to find it um, as my phone thinks. Um, man, why can't I find it? While you look, I'll tell you that... Okay, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. A, a lot of people... Are agree that they're going to take the day off of work. You know, they're going to say no, mm-hmm. or like, and they're going to really lean in and celebrate. And I think that's really cool. And I, I, I was finding myself uh, doing the logistics in my brain. And I was thinking, yeah, okay, you could take the day off. Like I'm taking time off of work to go to spring training, and then I'm going to take time off. I could probably take the day off, uh, opening day off. But then the minor league seasons are going to start a little bit later, and I could take that day off too <laughs> to go to actually go to the ballpark. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is that uh, a lot of people are saying that you know they're going to they're going to take time off, and and I think it should be celebrated that way. I think that's really a neat thing is to to see that our baseball families recognizing that you know that they can give this gift to themselves. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this here's one I found a really good one. This is Roman A. Guerra. Guerra, mm-hmm. probably saying that wrong. Anyway, he said, "Buy a new cap." Yeah, I don't know what it is about a hat that feels differently when you buy it at the ballpark. I mean, it's the exact same thing, right? Right. Yes. You know, but it's the nostalgia of the experience at the park with that hat. That every time you feel you put it on, it's like, yeah, that's the first time I wore this. Is that a game? You know, yep. bought it, took the stickers off, left them on, however you like to do it, and uh, and put it right on. And that was part of my game day experience. So you get to relive it every single time you put it on. I think that's a great one. That's I think that's a, a really one. good one. Go th- yeah. go into the park, walk around, go to the team store, and buy yourself a hat right away. Uh, just to, something easy to remember the experience by. You know, your yeah. first time back in the ballpark after, <laughs> golly, probably two, three years for some of them, for some people. Yeah, you're right. Well, so, and... It's, yeah. So one of the thing that surprised me with this discussion, and I know I'm kind of on the sentimental side today, so I don't know what that's all about, but <laughs> um, multiple people said or referenced like having an actual tear or tearing up or some sort of like legitimate emotional response, uh, and and either either expecting it or or you know, willing to allow it if that was the case, whatever it may be. I'm paraphrasing again, but um, I th- I was surprised that that was not just one comment. It was multiple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And I probably will. I, I, you know, in my life, I never cried like tears of joy or like got emotional over like a movie or anything like that until my son was born. And ever yeah. since then, like I'm like the biggest wuss. <laughs> the biggest was hey whoa like if, whoa, hold, if the hold. <laughs> if there's a sentimental k commercial brig <laughs> i'll tear up like all my eyes start to water like golly get yeah. dusty in here man it's yeah, true like, it's true though and for the record <laughs> brad tearing up doesn't make you a wuss okay <laughs> it's okay to be emotionally available brad that's this is the this is 2021 we can be men with it's tears true. in our eyes it's fine it's um, 
I'll share a story just like that. I mean, when Tiffany, my wife, was going through all her cancer treatments and COVID was, you know, new and we didn't have access to each other. She was at the hospital. I wasn't able to go see her. Um, And baseball was shut down. I remember I drove to the ballpark here in town and I just sat outside the gate, like, wondering why I couldn't have baseball when you know, I felt like I needed it more than, more than ever to mm-hmm. have the distraction and to have some sort of landing spot that was safe and familiar and comfortable and fun and all the things that baseball is. And, and I cried, I cried right there at the gate with no, nobody there. I'm sure if somebody was st- walking by, they'd be like, wow, he's, whew, he really misses baseball. And, and I did, <laughs> it, was, it, it was just for a whole lot of reasons. But, um, so I think, I think maybe Maybe I, w- I might cry too. I don't I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I think there's gonna be a lot of it, honestly. Yeah. Like same thing for you. It's it's an escape for a lot of people. I mean sports in general is, you know. Yeah. Um I try not to take sports and baseball especially too seriously. There's a lot of people who really do, but I'm just like, you know what? Tim Kirchin once said he said, uh what was it? It was uh life's hard enough as it is if there's a laugh count me in. And that's part of the reason I, that's Part of the way I treat sports, I used to be really, really serious about it. But I'm just like, you know, it's just a game. It's an escape from the, all the hard things in life. And uh, and if we can have fun with it, I mean, that's part of the reason we do this podcast. So we can have some right. fun with it and escape from the other things in, in life and help our listeners and our baseball family do the same thing. And I think that there is gonna there are going to be a lot of people standing in a stadium just like, this is what I needed. I missed it more than I thought. Yep. Going to be a lot of emotional experiences. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I Let's am. take a break then. Should we take we a break? We should take a break. <laughs> so I can, can recover. Not, not be a wuss and uh, <laughs> cry. <laughs> when we get back, we're going to talk about the best baseball cities in America. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. All right, we wanted to do a quick thing for you here to wrap things up. Um, I was curious what people thought was the best baseball city in America. So I thought, you know what, let's, Brig and I, let's put together some lists, uh, share our thoughts on it. And baseball family, we want you to let us know what you think are your best, your are the best baseball cities in America, whether you've been there or not. Uh, we want to share opinions with you. Um, let's go ahead and get started. We're, we're going to do three, and as always, we do have runners-up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always. As per usual. So, Brig, why don't you get us started here with your runner-up? Well, before I do, Brad, I think I better lay mm. some context out. Okay. So, the way I asked Brad before this, I said, should we come up with standardized criteria or some sort of uniformity uh, for our evaluation? He said, no. He said, I want to keep it totally pure, right? So, you evaluate the city how you want to. I'll evaluate it how I want to. Use whatever metrics or whatever you want i said "Ooh, cool so (laughs) (laughs) so 
I did whatever I want, which is the best answer ever. Do whatever you want. Say okay. Mm-hmm. So I have, uh, and most of my criteria will start to come to come to light very quickly. But I did want to say that I did a little bit of background research. Um, I went and figured out what the average ticket prices were in 2019 mm. per seat across the league. Uh, the highest was a hundred sixty seven dollar average seat that's league wide now now that's not a premium seat so if there's any additional amenities at all then Mm -hmm. it doesn't count right that's just a regular old seat like you can get anywhere no padding (laughs) you're not behind home (laughs) home plate in a lazy boy nobody will bring you anything for free you know nothing Mm -hmm. like that these are regular old seats. So $167 per seat was the top end. The bottom end was $52 per seat. Okay. Um, okay. And that was at Statista. Statista. I also okay. went to Wallet Hub. I went to Wallet Hub and they have a uh, metric driven, um, I guess, list of the best baseball cities in America. And uh, they have 31 key metrics that they use to determine what would be the best baseball city in America. And I know I'm nerding out a little bit right here, but some of the things that they that they evaluated and gave <laughs> weight to were um, the number of teams in the city, performance level of the teams, how many championships, but then all the way down to fan engagement, average ticket price, number of coaches in the past 10 seasons. So coaching turnover was a factor that they used stadium capacity and then average attendances those things i thought okay that's pretty cool 31 metrics to go into their score on and it was out of 361 cities in america and they took major league minor league and college okay Mm -hmm. so those are a couple of the things that i used and i did that research after i'd already made my decisions (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I said, these are what I think are the best baseball cities in America. Let me go see what the rest of the world thinks. And uh, I have their de- their data to insert into my decision-making. Well, and I feel bad because uh, I did not go nearly that deep. And <laughs> That's okay. I have, the da- I have the data right here. We just pull it up and add it. All right. Okay. Pretty cool. So my yeah, runner-up. Go, go ahead. Yep. My runner-up is New York City. Okay. And there's a lot of reasons New York City could arguably be the greatest baseball city in America. I mean, there are two teams there. Mm-hmm. So if you can support two historical franchises like that, I mean, that's a big deal, right? Um, yeah. Two new stadiums in the last couple of decades, that's a big deal, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's clearly money, there's clearly support, right? The fans are coming out. Public transportation to either ball field. That's a big deal to me, right? The ability to get to and from. You don't have to worry about parking or paying or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, I mean, we can talk about the fans are loyal to to a fault <laughs> sometimes. And yeah. uh, but yeah. I would the, the reason Chicago or uh, the reason New York is my runner up is because sometimes, and I say this with all of the humility I can, Yankees fans are not accommodating. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for people visiting New York, so it goes, so the story goes, I've never, I've never been, so I don't know. And, and this is me being the Yankees fan that's never been to 
the Bronx. But, um, mm. but yeah, the, you know, everything I know about Yankees fans being one of them is that, you know, we, we get pretty rough sometimes and we have some pretty intense opinions and it ought to be your opinion mm. too. So I just think <laughs> that it's less inviting sometimes. <laughs> and that's why they're my runner up. Okay. And you know, I'll be honest. I did not. New York is not on my list. Mm. Um, part of it is because, um, and and actually, like this is like the big reason, is because you hear things about how New York fans don't get to the game until like the fourth or fifth inning, and everybody's sitting there on their phones the entire time. Yeah, like that's like a big thing for me. Is like I know, I know that the Yankees are the Yankees, the Mets are the Mets. And you've got a long history there, but to me, New York is a basketball town. Yeah, mm. the Knicks suck and have for a long time and they still draw at madison square garden yeah you're right so i i, I view new york as more of a, a basketball town as a baseball town that's just mm-hmm. me so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like it all right i like it who's your runner-up okay. Brad? my runner-up is actually boston okay and you know a big thing for me is fan loyalty yeah me too. how long has your team gone without winning anything <laughs> or winning a world series and you still sell that place out yeah you know, you look at Fenway and that place, I mean, it. part of it is because it's a baseball landmark, you know? Of course. The yeah. history there, like people, any baseball fan who goes to Boston typically is going to make it a point to go to a game, you know, if, if it's available. If you can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I feel like that's a big part of it also is, you know, the experience of Fenway's, but also like those fans have been rabid. They went, golly, what was it? What was it? It was like 90 years, something like that. 86. 86, 86 that's years. right yeah 86 years between world series titles and the fans just they wrote it out for i mean literally generations, <laughs> generations wrote it out yeah to to get that title and it was a big deal and you know the fortunately for them the red sox have repaid and won multiple titles since then yeah but that fan base is so strong and so loyal that I consider Boston a really, really strong baseball town. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you've got the Patriots, you've got the Celtics competing. Mm-hmm. So they're not they're not the number one show in town. Got it. Despite everything. And that's mm. why they're my runner up. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a good argument. My number three okay. is Chicago. Oh, that's my number three. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just geek out then. So, okay. obviously, right. Wrigley is a landmark, right? Just like you, right. just like yep. you say with Fenway, you, there's no arguing mm-hmm. with it. If you're even even close to have the opportunity to go, you go. Plus mm-hmm. the Ivy. Let's just give the Ivy a nod. Plus, yeah. it's uh, the setting of my favorite baseball movie ever. So, yeah, it plays host to Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year for those who don't know. That's right. Um. Fans just don't know when to quit. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> a big deal. I mean, you're talking loyalty, and you're talking oh yeah, like generational problems with like, but they yep. still pack it out. You know, they're still there, mm-hmm. and they're still diehard fans, and that's 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 beyond <laughs> that's beyond loyalty. It's something totally new. It um, is, and that was like one of my big things. Was <laughs> even with day games for so many years, and so recently, people were still going to games every day. Yep. Every you day. know, and and the day game at Wrigley was featured on one of my favorite movies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. For sure, you know he skips school and goes to a game because who wouldn't at that point? No doubt. But 
But yeah, no, the long suffering fans for sure got it for me. And mm-hmm. and I actually specifically went north side on this. Specifically oh. Cubs fans make mm. like that part of the city like really big. You've got Wrigleyville. Yeah. You know, for sure. It's where else do you have people listening to the game out in the street but not watching it, just waiting for a home run ball? Yeah. Or what other cities have they accommodated and not raised the outfield grandstand to increase ticket revenue but instead let the people who live across the street watch the game from on top of their apartment complex right well and it's literally in a neighborhood yeah like it's it's so americana it's nuts right like Mm -hmm. everything about it is family friendly it's called the friendly confines for a reason Mm -hmm. super duh it's a huge baseball town then you throw in the fact that there is a second major league baseball team in the same city. So yep. it's a huge deal. You know, anyway, the point is it's, cool. it's fabulous. And, and while there are fewer white Sox fans than Cubs fans, those people are diehard, man. Like, yeah, it's like Raiders fans, right? Where they're like, I'm going <laughs> to paint my face and I'm going to put on my spiky shoulder pads and we're freaking going. Okay. So I don't care what you wanted to do today. We're going to the White Sox game. Get in the car or get on the train. You know, White Sox Sox fans are the Raider fans of of baseball, aren't they? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, okay. A couple of my nerd alerts here. The average ticket price uh, for a seat in Wrigley is $93. And uh, they don't call it Comiskey anymore, whatever it is, the new one. Um, Mm -hmm. $81 per seat. And then the Wallet Hub 31-point evaluation, it came in, Chicago comes in at number five of 361 available cities for baseball. Number five. All right. Very nice. Yes. Um, And so one of the things I looked at was attendance. I wanted to look, like, farther back, but um, I just didn't take the time. But it's fair. The Cubs, I feel like, I mean, in 2018, they were number five in attendance. That's attendance per game. Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, they were um, number four Wow! in attendance per game. And I feel like that's pretty consistent with them. Yeah. You know, like I said, they Probably. draw. The Cubs, they, the Cubs draw. They always have drawn. They always will draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like you said, rabid fan base and a national a national draw. There are way more Cubs fans nationally because of WGN most likely mm-hmm. for sure. than, than other, than a lot of other teams. So. Right. Same with the Braves and TBS, right? There are tons yep. of Braves fans, tons of Chipper Jones fans for the same reason. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. Yep. All right. My, should we just go to my number two or do you want to go to your, yeah, number go two? ahead. Go ahead with your number two. Okay. So my number two is Boston actually. Okay. Again, Fenway is a is a landmark. The fans are hardcore. I mean, as hardcore as they come, but the brand itself is transcendent. And the brand tells you a lot about the city and its culture and its people. And if you see a Red Sox hat, you know, that scripted B, anywhere in the world, it's going to tell you a lot about that person. And so I think there's a lot to be said there, and the team stands up that culture. The team drives it. There's... Something really, I mean, I know I'm a Yankees fan, but there's something really special about the blue collar, bad boy, bearded baseball 
<laughs> that they built <laughs> in that late 90s, early 2000s, David Ortiz smashing the call box. You know, that Johnny Damon, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, out in the outfield with his beard and uh, Dustin Pedroia be, having almost no business being in the major leagues. You know what I mean? Like, all of well, it was... And Manny Ramirez is with his dreads. Oh, Manny being Manny. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, let's just be honest. It It's a it's a magical thing that they have down there. The culture is, is a big deal. I don't know. I, I think, I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, average ticket price for one seat at Fenway is $167. It's the wow. top end of all top ends and it beats out the number two by quite a bit. Um, and then it's uh, wallet hub listed it as number four out of 361. So, Wow. For those reasons, I think it's the number two baseball city in America. Very nice. And I can't fault you for that because, like I said, they were my runner-up. I totally get it. For sure. Well, All and right. I can't argue with your basketball stuff, too. I mean, but the Patriots, what I did want to say is that the ba- the, the baseball scene has not diminished despite the Patriots' success. Like, even with right. it, it's still as robust. And before the Patriots were successful at all, and we were laughing at them, the <laughs> – we were the uh, oh yeah no I know the Red Sox fan base was still as you know hot and heavy so I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think the Patriots have taken away from the Red Sox thing at all right and you know I say Patriots because that's pretty recent but uh, I feel like the Celtics thing is very real yeah but they didn't split their loyalty they just were loyal to both as aggressively yeah 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 it's that's true. Where, that's my argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get okay, it. What's That's your cool. number two? My number two is L.A. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the best tacos in L.A. Okay, um, <laughs> and specifically Los Angeles. I mean, I'm I could include Anaheim in this because technically the Angels are. The LA Angels, mm, um, no. you know, and that's a team who has not been good and continues to draw, despite not being good. True, um, yeah. but really the Dodgers like. It's a Dodgers town, man. It really is. Yeah. And the and the Dodgers are like what? The last few years which granted they've been very good. Obviously, you know, they won the World Series last year and they've mm-hmm. contended for the last 4, you know, yeah. like they're like top in the big leagues almost for almost or they are. Uh 2018 or 2019 they were number 1 in attendance per game and 2018 too. And like I said, they're very good, so that makes it's a super duh. You know, people are yeah. going to go when you've got a really good team that's going to contend. But I feel like people go anyway. For sure. Because Dodger Stadium, another landmark, they're almost like the Yankees of the West Coast to me. They, Yeah, exactly. Um, you see you see tons of L.A. hats, specifically, you know, the L and the A. Um, mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of Angels hats. You don't see as many San Francisco or Oakland hats. Nope. You definitely don't see very many Mariners hats just because they're terrible for so long. Right. But... But you see the L.A. hat, just if, you, if you're not in a baseball city, you're going to see either a Yankee hat, a Boston hat, or a an L.A. hat, yeah, typically. You're, you're absolutely you know? right. Yep. And probably and, in that order, honestly. Yeah, yeah, probably in that order. Um, but Chavez Ravine, as much of a nightmare as it is to get in out of there, I've only heard stories. I've heard the legend of, the, of getting out of Chavez Ravine. Um, people still go. Celebrities go. <laughs> Yeah, you know, celebrities aren't making the trip down to Anaheim 
to watch watch the Angels play so much. They're going to watch the Dodgers. It's the place to it's be true. and be seen. Yeah. So that's my number two. The Dodgers. Very cool. Uh, average ticket price for L.A. is $108, coming in at number three. And then uh, StubHub, excuse me, WalletHub, puts them at number two, ranked number two. Oh. Nice. Just like cool. you, Brad. All right. <laughs> Doing All right, my number right. one. <laughs> what? Doing something right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> My okay, can I just say one, real quick? I yes. bet your number one is the same. I'll I'm going to bet you on say, that. I'll bet you're absolutely right. I bet we have the same one. Okay, go ahead. Should we say it in, on three? Yeah, ready? Three, two, one. St. Louis. Louis. Yep. Yes! Why, Brad? Well, there's a number of reasons. Um, St. Louis, like we've talked about, just the consistency of the organization. and They've... They've treated their fans well with consistency, and those fans are smart. Yeah. Loyal and smart. St. Louis is known as one of the smartest baseball cities in the country. The fans know what's going on in the field. They know what's going on with their team, know what's going on with their opponents. And that goes a long way for me with being the best baseball, the best baseball city. Like, you know, the Rams were there. The reason they left was because, I mean, there was a lot of reasons, but the Cardinals are never going to leave. Ever, ever, ever. No, no. Like, no. it helps being the only show in town. That's right. But they've been able to be steadfast and stable because they draw. If they didn't draw, you know, owners could easily pull them out and say, you know what, we're going to go somewhere else and, and go somewhere where we can get more fans. But Totally. But a loyal fan base, a knowledgeable fan base, to me, makes them the, the top the top team or the top I've, baseball city. I've also heard that they're among the kindest and most accommodating baseball fans in America. Like people who I've talked to that visit St. Louis and go to Bush, they're like, no man, mm-hmm. they're so nice. They're, they're just glad you're there. They're really, I mean, you, you, they want you to know what you're talking about. Otherwise you're, you know, <laughs> you're not as hip as they are, but right. But they're, they're really, I hear very kind, very accommodating it's a family-oriented atmosphere, I hear. It's a big deal for me. But mm-hmm. also, and in addition to it being the only show in town, except for the um, the, the blues, blues. Of course. Yeah, yeah, the blues are there. But that's relatively new. I mean, comparatively, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals have been around for ever. Yeah. And they have a rich history. But the, the next thing for me, the, the stadium's gorgeous, but also it's walkable. Right, you can go to the arch. You can go to the. There's breweries all up and down. You can get to the uh, Anheuser Busch Brewery. Original brewery is within walking distance as well. I mean, it's a really walkable metro area downtown, like the heart of downtown. And um, for me, that's that's a huge deal, right? Being able to yeah to get out and walk around and experience. That's why things like the battery and in uh the the Braves built in Marietta is a big deal or Wrigleyville and things like that uh uh-huh. because that you you can you know stand up economic development and a, a rich culture and stuff like that all in concert with baseball and not competing which is something like the battery kind of struggles with in the Atlanta Braves market is because it's it it is kind of off and away in Marietta, it's almost an hour away from like Atlanta's downtown proper. Um, mm. 
which is kind of weird, but apparently they draw tons of money. <laughs> I talked to a guy who does tours down there at uh, at the new park, SunTrust or whatever they're calling it today, Truist. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, it changes all the time, but yeah, they always but, do. But but in St. Louis, you don't have that problem. I mean, the economic development of the city is built up and around and in concert with the ball field. It's right there in the middle of everything. So there's no like, hey, come to the ballpark. It's like, hey, while you're on your way, you might as well watch a ball game. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. And then when you're done, come over because we're right here. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, that's one thing. <laughs> You've done way more traveling than I have. You've seen way more of these ballparks. The only one I've ever actually been near is Dodger Stadium. I've never even actually been to a game there. I've mm-hmm. seen it from a distance. And um, actually, my brother-in-law showed me. He's like, he's like, yeah, so there's the stadium, and that street right there is the only way out. That's the only reason I know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I... Bush, I walked right up to the gate at Bush. I mean, they did... I, the day I was there, they didn't have a game going on or anything, but we walked from the arch to to the ball field and then we walked to a restaurant and then it was great i mean it was like this is this is like right here and it's just beautiful man the way that it's built and everything so in st louis the average seats about a hundred dollars 101 dollars um and wallet hub lists it as number three nice out of 361 yeah very cool very cool well baseball family let us know what you think the best cities for baseball are in America. Do you agree with us? Do you completely agree with us? I feel like we have a pretty good general consensus with a lot of our answers. Like you said, we agreed on number three and number one, and we both had Boston in there. Yeah, right. You know, so yeah. So I feel like that's going to be pretty common. But let us know what you think. Hop in, in the mailbag on baseball together. Let us know. And you know what? If you do, you'll be eligible for our giveaway, our raise True giveaway. that. True story. Don't forget to jump on the shop at 9plusus.com for all your swag that you uh, watching on YouTube can see us wearing. But uh, those of you listening, we love you too. We uh, <laughs> invite you to go to 9plusus.com and, uh, and get yourself something nice. The season's about to start. You can get a – I'm wearing my Baseball Things hat today, and I think that's the one I'm going to wear to my first baseball game this season. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff there. We're really excited about Awesome. Yeah. Right on. You can also hop on BaseballTogether.com. You can watch the podcast, listen to the podcast. Like I said, submit to the mailbag. Send us questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks. Let us know what you think. If you want to ask us a question about us personally or if, it, if you want to ask something about baseball, either way is just fine. Go ahead and send something to us. And uh, baseball family, don't forget to follow us on social media as well. Jump in Facebook on the VIP group, uh, 9plus us VIPs. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok. We have a lot of content there now. We're having a lot of fun with it. Um, that's baseball, the number two together. Same thing with Twitter, baseball together. Uh, go follow us on social media. And you can interact with us there. And baseball family, we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.